picture of it and I, you know yeah thanks for bringing that into the world yeah now. <laughs> yeah if there's not going to be like an emotional component uh, yeah it doesn't speak to me dude yeah I'll keep all the Howard Stern plants then I get it all to myself dude, so we're, we're, Stern is going to be pissed at you okay. uh oh yeah uh, hey guys welcome back to the Gus and Eddie podcast oh you just started it yeah I did Okay. Did you have a problem? Did you have any grievances? You like? I thought to you maybe would want to ask Andy if we wanted to Hold start. Hold on, really quick, Andy. Would you like to start the podcast? It's already started. Why so you didn't you? give you robbed him of the oh, choice. Dude, we don't no, know. no, it's fine. We it's actually fine. haven't learned how to use the snip tool and cut stuff out yet either. I've been recording since the moment I walked through the door, so that's going to be my podcast. <laughs> you got the like the little like spyglass uh-huh. shit things going in here. What what I'm noticing is we're starting to is instead of maybe down through the table, we decided to have the cord just completely stretch across the. Frame. Oh yeah, I we might do loose, that. Might loosen the load a little bit here for it. That's a load bearing cord. Careful that. <laughs> but uh, Andy, thank you for being on the podcast. Uh, Holy you're shit. welcome. Thanks for uh, for having me. This is uh, uh, probably, I think you're the biggest guest, so there you go. You're holding that. You and T-Pain are battling each other. Oh, T-Pain? Was yeah, T-Pain, T-Pain in here? He, he didn't he was... come here. It was during COVID, but he said at the end, I'd love to come do it in person. Oh, wow. So maybe we should have done a T-Pain and Andy episode. Oh, that, that would have been, been nice. Yeah. A lot of crossover on that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You probably beat him up, too, so... <laughs> I wouldn't try. I mean, yeah, I wouldn't. I'm not really into that. He's really into like drifting and shit. I don't know about that. He like likes cars and shit around. Yeah, no, I don't. I I I used to care about cars, and then uh, and then I had children. Really? And then it just became like, no, these are just like, it's it's just it's basically like a shopping bag. Oh, really? You know uh-huh. that you just move around town in, and I just and now especially too like. Uh, Car like cars with like pipes that are like really loud. I always just want to oh, yeah. roll up on because it's like when they're revving, but it, and it's like when they take their foot off the accelerator and it does that. I just want to roll up on them and go like, "Hey, there's something wrong with your car. Yeah. <laughs> it's making a lot of noise." I can get in there real quick. Yeah. Just take a peek there. Where yeah, it's, it's especially been getting me lately is when you're outdoor dining and somebody does it right oh. past. How many conversations are you interrupting Absolutely. if you're driving a car? And it can I, there's times it feels like. I think this is causing damage to uh-huh. my ears. Yeah. It's so yeah. fucking loud. Dude, you're like in the grove and you're like right on the strip and someone's just got a Maserati and they're just popping the shit out of it. Yeah. Were you big in like fixing them up and stuff? Like classic no, cars? No, no, no. I mean, I just, I liked cars. I, I you know, like, but I mean, I, I, I would say it's like the way, like, you know, my ex-wife would know about purses. Like, yeah. oh, that's a so-and-so purse. Like, mm-hmm. ah, you know, we, she didn't make purses or anything. She just... And I was the same way. I kind of, I knew what cars were coming out. I was, and I kind of knew like about the history of some cars and stuff, but also to um, climate change really put a damper on that. That's a bummer. Yeah. It really is. <laughs> it's like, oh, oh, these things are killing the planet. Oh yeah. yeah maybe I'm not so into them anymore. Yeah, so. But I'm being loud at the farmer's market. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Take that. Yeah. You Take see, that planet. Yeah, <laughs> we're from up like we're in the Midwest. I think you are actually originally yeah. from the Midwest. Illinois, yeah, yeah, yeah. Iowa, Same here. right? Or, or Illinois? Uh, uh, suburbs of Chicago for yeah. me. Right. Yeah, there. Okay, yeah. I have a lot of uh, family up in. Oh, yeah, that's here. where I went to high school. Yeah, I might have to cut that. I, that's I can't dox myself. <laughs> People go into the old personal. Uh, whatever town that was, it was. Please. Right, right, right. <laughs> uh, 
But no, I'm from, I grew up in Yorkville, which is out past Aurora, mm. kind of straight west. Yeah, family in Aurora. Yeah. That's where Wayne's World took place, too. Exactly. That's true. Like, put a little animated fun fact at the bottom of the screen, Exactly. Tony. That's everyone in that area. That's all they say. They say, hey, welcome. <laughs> Do you know Wayne's World was Wayne's set World here? Was, yeah, yeah. Was it even filmed there, or is it just set there? Probably not. I, I, was think, it was I think it was just set well, there. Well, definitely yeah. in, during SNL, it wasn't, it wasn't filmed <laughs> yeah. there. Well, it was all, that was always... The reference, like they would say, from Aurora, Illinois, and I, it, I don't know where that came from, but I mean, when it was on SNL, yeah, like the, yeah. the first time, and I don't, I, I mean, Dana Carvey and and Mike Myers, neither one of them have any Illinois connections, as far as I know. I, I think Mike Myers did. was in Second City at Chicago, but I, but I don't think, like, why pick Aurora? Yeah, but, yeah. Because especially I, people I know that just moved to Chicago and didn't grow up in Illinois don't know Aurora no, ever. No, yeah. no. Um, I'm not sure where that came from. Maybe they just looked at a map and just picked it out Good just a little bit name. further out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's not a bad a bad choice for the comedic purposes of it because mm -hmm. Aurora's kind of a bummer. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's kind of – it was where I grew up. Aurora was like when you went to town. That's where you went. Mm -hmm. you know, like going into the Chicago, that was fucking terrifying. Yeah, no, you wouldn't level. do that. Yeah, unless it was a Cubs game or a Bears game or like maybe a museum. Mm -hmm. uh, you didn't. You know, it wasn't until I was probably seventeen, eighteen that I you know dared go in the city to yep. see a concert or something. I yeah. used to get so overwhelmed going to Chicago, just like the, just being around that much when I was a kid. It was yeah. like too much for me to handle. Yeah, I would yeah. always just like be like, okay, there's way more people than I thought. Yep. Yeah. There's a lot more people alive than I was currently thinking and about. It, it's so funny in reference to like other cities. It's pretty comfortable, yeah. easy city. Yeah. You know? Did you do like, uh, I saw you did a lot of improv shit. Was that like in the heart of Chicago where you started yeah. doing that? Or like, yeah, yeah. I, I, uh, I went to film school in Chicago. I started out at U of I mm -hmm. in uh, Champaign-Urbana, and then I transferred to Columbia College uh, to go to film school, uh, which the best part of that was that I had been out of the house for two years mm -hmm. in uh, Champaign, and then I had to move back home. Mm -hmm. That was awesome. Yeah. It was really, really good. <laughs> and, uh, and so I commuted into, the, into Chicago, and uh, when I graduated, well, I didn't graduate, but when I was done, I, I was, I'm like this close to graduate. I finished all the classes, but I realized too, like, yeah, I don't need to do that screenplay and those two papers. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, but I was working for a moving company and then I started working in film production. Mm -hmm. And so I was already kind of, you know, had my eye on working in show business. Um, and, I, and I also had acted a lot in film school because nobody knows any actors. Mm -hmm. And you, if you're halfway decent at a screening afterwards, you'll have three people say, hey, will you be in my yeah, right. horrible movie that will take, <laughs> you know, 36 hours of your time next uh -huh. weekend? Um, and a friend of mine started taking classes at Improv Olympic, and that seemed – there was uh, Second City and there was Improv Olympic, and at the time, a Second City seemed like – a lot of classes for not much, you know, I had to go through these five levels of classes right. before you got on stage. And Improv Olympic was much looser. Del Close, who's like this improv guru, was teaching there. And so I just started there and, and really kind of, I didn't, it, 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 it suited me because I didn't know if, I, I, I wanted to perform and I wanted to write and this was like a nice, 
combination of the two and I didn't have to think about it or do any homework. Mm. Yeah. I could just yeah. do Show it. Up. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I and I and that. I had a facility for it, so it was like, oh okay, you know. That's I think in a way what attracted us to the internet stuff where it was just kinda like, I don't know if I can handle like all of the mastering everything to make stuff and this is like the real oh, I can just kinda put it out there right, right away and do something. Um, not saying that it's like ultra similar, but I still think it's kind of that, uh, I don't, I don't think I can go to film school and learn everything and, and be really good as a, like a director and then figure it out. I don't think I have the capacity for that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's just so nice to just not have to run shit past people too. Like yeah. you can just get yeah. some tape and paper and be like, I'm a pilot. See, right. I'm right. Like, Here is my dumb thing. It's you know, a, yeah. No, it's, I, I mean, it's great practice and practice is what you need. And for performing, uh, it's stage time and at improv Olympic, yeah. you got stage as soon as, as soon as the woman that ran the thing thought you were competent, she'd put you on stage. Cause yeah. you know, it's like, Oh yeah, there we go. There's somebody to, you know, sell two for ones, uh, yeah. you know, or, or hand out two for ones on the street. Was, I, oh, I, sorry. I was just gonna say how to shows work and stuff. Like, do you ever have any, uh, you just trying to get people in off the seats or I don't even know how like, the big improv scene would work it would be well improv olympic it had like a you know it had like a following however like it, the like junior teams because they were like different teams and yeah. i don't remember you know maybe six teams at a time yeah. of, that were like six or seven people each the junior teams it would be like the entire audience would be just all friends of yeah. whoever yeah. was up That's there. Great. Yeah, and, and I mean the UCB is kind of like that too. Like you yeah. go to shows of like younger people, and you realize like, oh, these are all just people. Yeah, yeah. and uh, but they would you, we would stand at L stops and uh, pass out two for ones and like drink tickets and you know flyers yeah. and stuff. Um, you know, somewhat, and then but then too you would get you know the actual improv. Some of the teams would get kind of a following in town, mm -hmm. and you know it would be uh, they would not have that, and they could also like go to other. They were like there was a couple teams that would then go to uh, stand-up clubs, yeah, and do little improv sets there, and you know had some of a somewhat of a local following. Man, that's awesome. Yeah. Did um, did you do any improv in like high school or anything, or was that the introduction? Just no, that right was that was that was the introduction. Uh -huh. I never. No, I never, I mean, I, I, no, I never even, I didn't think about anything that much, uh -huh. honestly. I knew I, I mean, I knew I liked performing. Uh, I knew I liked telling stories. I knew I liked writing. Mm. I knew I liked being funny. But then it was kind of like, you know, like I told a high school counselor, guidance counselor, when I was looking, you know, when they're talking to you about college, I was mm. like, I want to write. And he's like, so journalism, I was like, no, not really journalism. He goes, do journalism. And I was like, okay, I'll do journalism. So I started out at U of I, like going towards journalism. And then halfway through, actually, because you, you just did liberal arts and sciences the first two years. And then the next, last two years, you were in the College of Communications. And you had to keep your grade point up and everything to get in there. And I did. And I went and talked to the dean there. And the dean, when I told her what I wanted to do, she's like, you shouldn't be here. Right. Like, you should mm -hmm. go to a different school, which I had not intended. But I knew, like, oh, she's right, because I don't want to. Because you could kind of cobble together a film degree there, but it would have been like an independent study through the art department. Uh, oh, and sure. that's not what I was interested in, yeah. you know. So I went to film school. And I just, and also, too, at that time, there were just a lot of movies shot in Chicago 
that made me feel like, oh, I can make a living in the movie industry. Yeah. And I wasn't exactly sure where, because I could, you know. And I mean, I, that's, I started out in film production. Most of my initial time on a set was set, or was, was uh, doing PA work, doing prop work, yeah. doing a, you know, second AD work. So, I, I mean, I've been on sets, and that's been my job since I was like, you know, 21. Right. I love that. Yeah. And I, and I also think too, it's like, I have a, I have a bigger, like a more holistic idea of what it takes to make something because I have loaded trucks and I picked up the camera package Mm -hmm. and I drove the film in a fucking blizzard to Kodak to get it processed and Mm -hmm. stuff. And a lot of people don't, don't understand. Right. They'll be like, like actors that'll just be like, what's taking so long? And it's like, yeah. you wouldn't have the first fucking clue what's taking so yeah. long, you know? You don't have to do a fraction of the shit that everyone else is right, doing. Right, right. And stuff. you don't, yeah, or just, you don't understand like, you know, like what this special effect entails or mm-hmm. what lighting this thing takes. The lighting is, the lighting though is, it takes way too I long. I can't, that's been my, just, I went to a, a shittier film school. I'm not getting put up on the wall, I'm sorry. But, uh, <laughs> I, and, and like just those technical skills, I, I never felt like I learned as much with like proper lighting and stuff, but that's been my kryptonite every yeah, time. I was yeah. like, I can't do this. I mean, we got two shitty panel lights here. Yeah, that's yeah. It. We and used to have three now. and then one of the cords broke. Now it's kind of a little mid ninety vibe. But, yeah, I also yeah. realized uh, Yeah, even the hair lights are just, we didn't uh, yeah, do it. So, yeah, yeah, you know, that's People kind of this see. podcast. People know. They People, read right. the title. Right. It looks right. good. All right. You can, you can see it. It doesn't. It's not, yeah. People aren't tuning in for the aesthetic. That's yeah. just it. Yeah. yeah. Especially not the, the backlights. I doubt anyone noticed it until I mentioned it. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's, it's so the refreshing movie. though. Like it's, that has accidentally been an asset for shit that we've been doing is just like, oh, it's really low budget, like feeling and like kind of homegrown semen, you know, like very semen heavy yeah. too again. Yeah, yeah. Too. Very semen heavy. Very on semen this heavy too. We scrub it though. Don't worry about it. We were talking right, about right. that. Scrub it, but no soap. Just hot water and a paper towel. But yeah. Just, so it's just kind of moved around. But uh, <laughs> no, it's just tape and paper for most, or tape and paper for most of our shit. You know. Yeah, yeah, I love yeah. the vibe of the stuff. It's easier. Yeah. It, it became a thing where people are like, oh man, this reminds me of like you know kind of earlier internet where people didn't care, and it's like, yeah, we. We don't yeah. care. That's what. It, yeah, that's how <laughs> this What an aesthetic we cultivated here. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, yeah. Anyway, no, I was going to ask you too. I got to bring up. Uh, you're in one of. I'd say probably one of our favorite movies of all time. You're an elf. Oh yeah, yeah. How was that? All the all the boardroom scenes and stuff. I got to ask about. That. Oh, it was it was really fun, and I was really uh, glad to be in it. And especially now that it's like a fucking Christmas classic, yeah, you know, yeah, like I'm in a Christmas classic. Not that it like means a ton of money. I mean, I, uh, I do make some residuals from it, but it's not that much. Yeah. Um, but it is really nice to be in there. And, uh, and it was really, it was really a fun shoot because first of all, um, an old friend of mine, a guy named Kent Alterman, who, uh, he, he was the, the studio executive on that. He was the producer. And he found that script and put uh, Will Ferrell with it. Mm-hmm. And and kind of like against the wishes of a lot of other people. They are like, could he really carry it? And like, he's like, trust me. Yeah. This is meant for him. Really pushed it. I don't know if necessarily he cast me. I mean, because I, I could get cast in things without a friend <laughs> putting in a good word for me. Yeah. But at any rate... You know, my scenes were all uh, me, Kyle Gass, Amy Sedaris, Will Ferrell, and James Kahn. And I get to spend like a week and a half, two weeks yeah. 
with those guys. Yeah, that's great. And first of all, like, James Caan started out kind of being, like, for, he's he's kind of like a hero to me. Like, the, yeah. the movie Thief, which, it, when I told you, like, some of the movies that were shot in Chicago, that's a Chicago movie. Michael Mann made it. It's one still remains one of my favorite movies, but at the time, it was tremendously exciting to me that, like, seeing this movie and knowing, like, oh, that's a fucking... I know that used car lot, yeah. you know? Um, that was really exciting to me. So meeting him, too, just, I mean, he's James Caan. Yeah. It's just like, you know, like, you know, Jewish cowboy gangsters. <laughs> uh, and, and when we started out, he was kind of like doing this actor thing where he, he needed... John Favreau was the director. And, and actually... Favreau, I was on improv teams with Favreau. Like, I've oh, known damn. Favreau since, like, 19, I don't know, uh, like 1989, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. something like that. Yeah. Um, so I knew him, too, and he was, like, ta- like, you know, get, like needing John's attention, which is, is very much an actor thing. There's is just it? a lot of actors and actresses that they're, like, this isn't a, it, and it isn't like they're not really learning anything. They just really need the attention to kind of just I don't know calm them like yeah. a like an animal or like a dog or something. Is it like asking a lot of questions and stuff? Yeah, like, yeah, about this thing? Oh, yes, okay. yes. And I mean, and there's different levels of it. Some of it is just that like actors are weird, fucking high-strung people generally. Mm-hmm. Like, and so that like, and then there's other ones that it's just an abuse. Like I've been on sets with people that are just a tiresome pain in the ass. You know. Yeah. Um, but Amy Sedaris, especially, is like has such a strong personality and is one of those people that insists on having fun all yeah. the time, which is just like the best. I love that. And we would, and then me and Kyle knew each other. We were, we actually used to play uh, poker with Kyle at his apartment very regularly until the money got too high and it got too serious and everyone got too mean. Really? Like, you know, yeah, like. Kyle would, you know, you'd, it, it was like uh, hold them, and you know, and you'd get, you'd get, say, like, you know, like a pair of threes, and so you're like, all right, I'll bet five bucks, and yeah. then he'd just go like 150, just oh, not like even, just not raise even you like 100, and oh, you're just like, on, all right, man. well, that's fun, yeah, fuck you, yeah, I'm out, yeah. you know, <laughs> um, and I mean, and it wasn't just him, it was other people too, yeah. and and also there were people, there was like hugely varying income levels at mm-hmm. this game. Uh-huh. you got to have that awareness, though, of, like, let's find the median for the bets. Yeah, here I, the I know, I know. But it, 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 it went beyond that. Yeah, damn. And there, and, but there were also, were, there were a couple people who could not afford to lose a lot of money who lost, would lose. Oh, I mean, like, bummer. I went home, I think I went home there one night with, like, 1500 bucks in my pocket. Yeah. It was, like, pretty decent money, you know? But then there were other people who couldn't afford it who would lose, like, two grand. Dude. You know, and it just, it it just, that was, you know, like I got compulsive gamblers in my family that yeah. like have destroyed their finances and it's like, this is not fun. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, but Kyle, I knew real well and Kyle, we've been friends for a long time mm-hmm. and Amy was just so great. Like, and she would, uh, like fuck with you off camera while yeah. you're doing stuff to try and fuck you up. Like just to make fun of you and make faces yeah. and shit, which I find tremendously exciting. And it just makes me lock down and focus even more. And at one point, James Kahn was like, 
we were shooting something. He goes like, he's like, you know what? Let's. He goes like, it's obvious you people just want to fuck around, so let's just fuck around. <laughs> and we were like, yeah. And he he started calling us his fun bunch. You're my fun bunch. And I think in the movie he actually he refers to me and Kyle. He's like. He's like, what are you guys, my fun bunch? What can you do for me? He actually used it in the movie. And then also, too, uh, we, we're all staying in the same hotel in, in Vancouver, and every night we were down in the bar having drinks, and James Caan was there every fucking oh, night. Oh, like, wow. Oh, and he was he, just so much fun and so great and like a jukebox with stories. And Amy would take definitely take advantage of that. She would just go like, Barbara Streisand, and yeah. you go like, "Oh fuck!" Well, when I was in Funny Lady with her, and then would have this long story yeah. about her, and he, and one of the best things was that in the uh, in the bar once we're sitting at tables, and it was a little, it's a little hotel bar. It was always really crowded, and a bunch, we're all sitting, a bunch of us from the movie are sitting around, kind of two little tables, and James Con walks up, Jimmy walks up uh, with this like, like really pretty 50-ish, 60-ish kind of woman. Yeah. And he goes, hey, everybody, uh, meet whatever her name was. Like, meet Marianne. Apparently, we fucked. Really? Yeah. <laughs> In the 70s, apparently, we fucked. And she was just, like, laughing. Like, she was like, yeah, we did. <laughs> So he's a so he's a hotel bar guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, where, you know, yeah. like you can tell there they got their their big uh, card and stuff, and they're away from the wife for the weekend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah sweet, like, that That's so funny. That's great. I feel like especially uh, even in the last ten years, I see Elf put his people's favorite classic for it kind of oh, all yeah. the time. It's really I feel like every year it goes by since it like rises it rises up in the ranks for like what kind of cla- Christmas classic it is. Yeah, there was um, there's a funny clip of Jack Black being asked outside a premiere, like, what's your favorite movie? He goes like, Elf, it's yeah. a Christmas classic. And they're like, what about your Christmas movie? And he goes, I did a Christmas movie? <laughs> and he's like, oh, and I, I think it's some like Nancy Meyer, like, yeah, I don't know what I it is. Know he's like, oh realized. yeah, yeah, that one, that one, that one's really great too. That's hilarious. Yeah. I remember going, uh, I was in a, like a high school basketball tournament. I was really sick and my, my family didn't go to a lot of movies pretty often. Like, mm-hmm. you know, we were the, my mom was a real penny pincher, you know? And, uh, we, we went out to elf and, uh, and it was the hardest I've ever seen my dad laugh in my entire life. And oh, that's great. There's something about like, like, especially like so much of like the shit that I do and stuff is like trying to make my dad or my mom mm-hmm. laugh, yeah, you know, yeah. and something about like having your dad just get hit with a gut punch, yeah. just the, mm-hmm. <laughs> like a big old beefy yeah, dad yeah, laugh. Yeah. Like, oh, that's fucking fun. I, yeah. I remember a really great day for like, it was like end of my high school experience. One of my Spanish teachers, there's always that energy in any school before like a summer or winter break where like nobody gives a shit for one day. And mm-hmm. you're like, wow, this rules. Yeah. Um, and we, uh, my Spanish teacher put elf on and just kept replaying Will Ferrell getting hit by the taxi and was making himself <laughs> cry and I, he'd never been like that fun before yeah, yeah, yeah. so it was just so weird to like see his joy for it I love when somebody shows me something that really cracks them up and they're just like destroyed by it yeah, it's like my favorite it. energy my favorite is when he goes up like to put the star on the top of the Christmas tree and he goes off for frame and then Runs through and jumps on the couch mm-hmm. and land. I get that gets me every single time. The the behind the scenes thing that I don't know because uh, it it was just one of the the I know when they were just like walking around New York doing stuff where I always I'm always curious about the the gum scene whether they put like a board you know where he picks the yeah, gum off yeah. the rail and I'm like even if there's a board put there <laughs> still pretty gross like still a commitment I wonder yeah, like what they did. For I'm that sure one. they sanitized yeah. it like really like bleached it and then yeah. put like. 
It's uh, just the idea. I mean, of I don't stuff. know. You know, if they had will chew pieces of gum, or yeah. I mean, because I could also see him going like, "Yeah, whatever. Yeah, Put some gum in there." Yeah. You know. I like that. I was going to ask you too. We we had a number of questions too when when we were like <laughs> we put it out there uh, about Mort for Madagascar oh, yeah. specifically. And I wanted to know, like, first of all, do you plan on doing more voice acting stuff? Like how? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I like? I'm auditioning. Uh, I audition for it for stuff all the time. Um, but because it's COVID, it's like you're 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 reading it at home yourself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is which really does make a difference. You like. I, 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 it's just, it's better when you go like the, what the, what it used to be. And also just like the voiceover world really changed over the last few years because of the quality of home recording, you mm-hmm. know, that you could do. You used to have to go to a casting agent, like in New York city, when I was, when I lived there and I was doing a Conan show and, and, and after I still did, you know, I used to do a lot of, uh, uh, commercial stuff too, mm-hmm. I, like Reach Toothbrush. I was their voice for a couple of years. Oh, cool! KFC for a minute. Uh, What'd you do for KFC? Just like, like I was just in. I don't remember the the uh, the campaign. There was like a little cartoon colonel. Yeah. And, and then it was just, and then there was just a voice that said like, you know. Yeah. But I would have to go in, sometimes two or three times a week to do regional price differences like really yeah huh. yeah like you know like two piece and a biscuit you know for only 1989 yeah. two piece and a biscuit for only 179 yeah. two piece and a biscuit for only 219 but why don't they you just know? block them all out and be like just ship this this is the east Cause coast it's, that's cuz it's regional there's regional differences Damn. and i you know and i and I'm, like i say and that was like you know it's good money cuz you're going back and you're getting these session fees for all these little changes and all these regional differences and I remember once I asked him, I was like, do you really have to, like, does all, do you have to put all this, all the time, you got to be changing things? And, you know, you couldn't have the same deal. You'd have to change the deal. Till, it's like family bucket for only fourteen eighty-five. Yeah. And uh, I asked one of the agency guys, and he goes like, you know, he's like, it's fucking depressing, but he goes, we, there have been a couple weeks where they just, like, let the ad buys drop. And he goes... And you can see in sales, pizza and hamburgers. Like, chicken goes oh. down and pizza and hamburgers go up. And oh, man. I mean, you know, he has a vested interest in in telling me that because yeah. it's his business that's, yeah. you know. But I don't think he was lying. I think it was like, and I think people do need to be like, I'm hungry. Oh, chicken. I like chicken. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Hey, idiot. It's right here. Yeah. This is yeah. what it is. You can yeah. go down the street, get that shit right now. But yeah, I do. And I've done other cartoon voices. Uh, uh, yeah, I've done, and I'm still, I just, like, I just uh, auditioned for, like, three different things just, like, a couple days ago and sent those off, and we'll see, you know. Yeah. The Mort one is, what I would say, top ten surprising IMDb fact ones, where oh. I just had no idea it was you yeah. completely. It's yeah. just such a... I'll be real with you. I found out last week he that found you out, yeah. Oh, really? <laughs> and I watched every one of those movies, and I was just was like, no way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's great. No, it's... Yeah, no, I, 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 would, I got that job... There was a um, there was a, a NBC animated DreamWorks show that was gonna be the um, Siegfried and Roy cartoon. Oh, and when and was that? It was this probably would have been like those are the Tiger guys, right? Yeah, those are the Tiger guys. I mean, it would have been whatever the date was that the one of them got mauled I was on like, stage. Is that the ending because one? <laughs> that show was set to debut like 
two weeks after no, he got mauled. Oh, my God. He got mauled. And uh, the, the, a guy that had been the, the head writer on the Conan show, uh, Jonathan Groff, when he left, that was his first job after being head writer on Conan, was running that show. And it just was like... You know, I mean, the guy was like a vegetable, and yeah. then they, and you know, and then like, they're, they're, you know, the cartoon versions are like these silly Germans <laughs> running around like this with all the animal friends, yeah. and uh, and and apparently Jeffrey Katzenberg, who ran DreamWorks, I heard, got on his hands and knees in front of the president of NBC to say, please put the show on the air please put the really? show on the air oh yeah and i got a job on that playing like a, a i think i was a, a like a lovelorn panda okay. like a panda <laughs> that couldn't find a girl or something like that <laughs> yeah. or, or was too, too shy to mate you know or yeah. whatever and at the end of that session when i got in or on my drive to it they said oh and there's another dreamworks project that at the end they'll have you you know they're gonna just record you trying something yeah and that was, and at the end of the session with the panda, a whole new group of people came in and they show me like artwork and it's, oh, these are lemurs and there's different kinds of lemurs and you would, we want to try you for this one. Yeah. It's a little cute one. And there were like four different versions of it. And then they just, you know, we tried different voices and I just, I, I just did a very high voice like this with an <laughs> accent. Cause I said, it doesn't have to have an accent. <laughs> But I did one, yeah. and uh, and they liked it. And I mean, and and actually, the, the accent was just a lift from Robert Smigel and Triumph the Insult Comic Dog. Oh yeah, because Robert has the Robert has the opinion that every dog's internal voice has an accent. Like I there's like no that. dogs that sound American. Yeah. Like every single dog has some kind of accent. <laughs> like this. Yeah. No, so, no H. John Benjamin dogs running no, around. No, no, no. <laughs> it's all like every dog has some kind of accent. Um, so I just did an accent like that. And, they, and then I didn't think about it. And then like literally four or five months later, they were like, oh, they want you to record again for that thing. And I was like, what thing? That thing that you did, the DreamWorks thing, uh, yeah. And I get there, and they're like, "Oh, here we go." And I'm, and you, this happens a lot when you do with a cartoon. They'll they'll have you come back a long time later because animation takes so long, and you have to hear what you did. They'll play back a reference for you. So yeah. I like went in like not even quite sure what, what voice they, what they were talking <laughs> yeah. about, and I'm like, "Oh, okay, this." Yeah. And then it just like it slowly built, and then it was this huge, you know, the 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 debut of it, it was by far, well, one to two, like one, I got paid okay. Yeah. And and and, and I was like, nah, it's okay. Then the next one, and they, they did then, they started the deal for the next one like three days after the first one. Oh my God. Yeah, I bet like, after that release. Yeah, yeah they were just like, yeah, let's do it. And they, for the negotiations, they just called my manager and they always talk, like Jeffrey Katzenberg, they would talk about him kind of in a very royal way. Yeah. And uh, they called my manager and said, uh, Jeffrey would like uh, Andy to reprise his role, and um, we're just going to put a zero on his price. So they basically gave me 10 times Whoa, what I God. made. I was like, oh, yes, that sounds good. Yeah. I, will, I will do that. Yeah. And, uh, and that's like, that, ha that is truly like the biggest inverse of work to money you know uh, just wow. in terms of like yeah. how much time i actually had to go in and, and record and 
Um, and in the third one, third one we made less. The, the third one they they like changed because like they weren't basing it on DVD sales or anymore because now it was like uploads and so they changed the math and the, mm. the, the algorithm so like you didn't get paid nearly yeah. as much but I still I feel like like well maybe it was like the second one I feel like I spent more time promoting it than I did actually doing actually that. recording it yeah. you know boy how's that do you like doing the promo circuit for stuff no, or is it like no, just no. a slog yeah it's gross it's gross and it's I mean I haven't had to do it for a long time I've been on Conan Island now for 10 years mm-hmm. which is a, just a different a, a, a different place it's it's mm. you know it's like a mom and pop shop i'm i stay in town the last 10 years i got to be home for dinner for my kids so it's been you know Damn. it's been it's a there's a lot about the last 10 years or so that's really great but then there's also like i didn't get you know it's not travel and this kind of the the sort of change that i sort of thrive on mm-hmm. um but uh, wait, what was the question? Well, I mean, I was just even asking like, but there were so many of them. It was, was the like, well, it was the press thing, but also oh, still, I'd yeah, love to yeah, keep hearing yeah. about yeah, this yeah. too. Yeah, uh, the press thing. Yeah, no, press junkets are fucking uh, just gross, and especially like if it's. I think I haven't done a lot of really. I haven't done a lot of good movies. I've done. Do I yeah. keep doing that? I'm not sure what that pop yeah, was. Shit. It might be me fucking with this. Is it, oh, probably, okay. is it um, the tower case? Is it? Um, no, I think it was me. I think it was oh, both it was times. Top, it was though. me moving this cord. Okay. That's weird because the their setup is airtight, so I don't know why <laughs> that would be doing this that. This whole setup is super professional, and it wouldn't <laughs> a gust of wind wouldn't blow everything. Yeah, out. that's that's so true. Hey, can you see the levels for everything? Can I like eyeball it? Yeah, it I sounds literally, all right. That's what I did. Yeah, I checked the, the numbers. Yeah. No, it, it sounds all good. Yeah, okay. We're hand, good. You should get a hand mirror. That, yeah. Oh, that's <laughs> a good one. Yeah, yeah. A little rear view. Um, yeah, uh, press junkets are, and it's not, and it's like a thing too that, you know, people complain about actors complaining about it, and people in show business complaining about it, but nobody sets out knowing that they're going to spend three fucking days in a hotel suite yeah. being asked the same fucking thing yeah. over and over and over. And especially by incredibly lazy supposed reporters who'll be like, so you're playing a, a mobster. What's that like? Yeah. Like, and it's like, <laughs> you know. Or how do you like that? What's it like working with X person? Oh, it's uh, all Tell just, a funny anecdote. Just, it's, it's, and then they do it. They like, they change it up. So like, First, you're like one-on-one. Then they'll pair you with somebody. And then you'll be on a panel, you know, like of four or five of the people. Mm-hmm. And then you'll be on a bigger panel in, in a bigger room. But it's all the same fucking things. And for me, having been trained in improv and a particularly the kind of improv that said you can't do anything twice, mm-hmm. it would make me fucking bananas because I would say... You know, they'd ask me a question, and I'd, I'd have a pretty decent answer to it. And then I, the next time, I'd feel like, well, I already said that. Yeah. But it's like, you said that to fucking, you know, KBB in <laughs> Topeka. And this is, you know, somebody from France. Yeah. Go ahead and say the same fucking thing. There's going to be one guy on the AM radio. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. <laughs> I heard that quit before. <laughs> Shitty anecdote. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I don't, I do not miss doing the press stuff because it's just and no like i say nobody trains for it it's really dumb i don't think it really does anything other than keep press people working both people on the studio side and people on the entertainment reporter side and and it's i mean all publicity to me i've been on this talk show for a gazillion years i'm not 
I don't really know if it really puts a dent in anything. To like go Honestly. do the junkets and yeah. shit. No, yeah. I mean like somebody coming on our show, you know, I, you know, I don't know, uh, you know, Josh Hartnett comes on our show, <laughs> Pearl Harbor yeah. too, <laughs> and and you know he sells. I don't know that that puts any more butts in seats, you know. Yeah, I, I would know. say it probably does more for the person than the actual thing they're promoting. Yeah, during it. I, I. But I don't even know that. I yeah. just think it's like. It's just, you gotta, you know, it's, they're like, look, you know, we have literally 3,000 people working for us that do this. So, you know, you can't, because also for me sometimes it's like, why am I going to give you funny content? You know, like, yeah. like they're like, come on, you have to. And it's like, yeah. no, you, well, no, I don't. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Especially when you're trying to think through the lens of, like, uh, you know, the little snippets that they're going to use online. Because we see, obviously, a fraction of probably, like, the press junkets and coverage and stuff. But whenever we go to even just, like, an industry-specific, like, YouTube event and stuff, you don't know any of the fucking publications oh, yeah. and shit. And, you, yeah. and you're, you're aware, like, when you're talking to the host, you're like... Give me a sound bite so I can use this as like a Snapchat right, link right, for ten yeah, seconds right, of shit. Right. Like, give me right. content for my show. Yeah. Like, give me something funny that I can use to get interest in my thing. And I'm always kind of like, eh, yeah, I and got I, my own stuff. Even yeah. like you said, with the little bit that we've done, and I'm sure with with your improv background, there's a little bit of you when you start doing it to be like, oh, I kind of want to like break the format here and be like kind of weird yeah. in the interview. And then you do two, and then you do three, and you go, ah, I can't just, keep this yeah, energy up. Fuck, do I can't whatever. do it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's like, we we try to do this stuff where you're, like, kind of fucking around. And you're not, like, disrespectful to the person of, like, mm -hmm. fuck you, this is a joke. You we know? did one but where like, we kept downing Listerine, the Listerine little breath things that really burn your tongue. Right, we would right. have, like, maybe 15 to 20 while we were doing the interview and, then, and make and, ourselves cry. Yeah, and then try to redirect it back to Listerine, you know. just <laughs> like, like we were doing an ad for <laughs> it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's just that you realize these people are, like, whether or not they're aware of it, they're programmed to be like, I'm not buying into this right like, this right. is yeah. no or there's no, no fucking yes and for me yeah here, yeah you know? also so. no one gave a shit that we did that no one gave a shit <laughs> yeah. it was like 200 views on youtube <laughs> I, know, yeah. Yeah. I don't know i remember one as as some press line and there were and i i i was i don't really i wasn't trying to be a dick but like somebody obviously was interviewing me in like a character yeah like they were doing this character and i just and it wasn't that good they weren't that oh, good no. at it and stuff and then i i actually i think it was after she stopped i was like i was like you know you don't you don't need to like you don't have to do a whole big character thing and she goes like character thing what are you talking oh, no. about and i was just like no i don't i she was bullshitting yeah, yeah she yeah. was she was like you know she yeah. didn't like that i was like going like Hey, come on. Yeah, yeah just, come on, dude. Just relax. Because, uh, th I mean, that's at least like a little maybe human moment you can have. Right. And then, and then to, to hold the characters like, nope, right, right. you're still in the press. Right, right. You're still here. I remember what the guy, that Carbonaro guy or Carbonaro, you know, yeah, that guy. That, that, yeah, yeah. He was on our show and he did some he did some trick. And then, we after, you know, we went to commercial break. And I just was like, so how does that work? You know, and he was like, are you kidding me? Oh, my God. And I was like, oh, come on, buddy. Just fucking, you know, like. Yeah. It's like, like Yuri on The Tonight Show. I guess I'm used to, well, I'm, I'm also, I'm used to, like, having, like, met Penn and Teller a gazillion times. Yeah. And they'll tell you. 
they'll just be like, because that's kind of their thing yeah. too. Is like, well, this is how it works. Because it's still to me interesting that you can, you know, yeah. Like it, obviously it's a fake. I don't think there's real magic. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't think you're supernatural. Right. This conversation's so done, by the way. So you're, you're <laughs> Get out. That was our one rule. I should have told you before. Don't tell Gus magic yeah. isn't real. This is uh, pretty much only three to six year olds listen to this. So yeah. Santa, <laughs> Santa, Santa and Elf was what? real too, by the way. So uh, anyway, you're saying. Um, yeah. So uh, yeah, I. I I just kind of be like, yeah, come on, we're all we're yeah. all whores. Let's talk about yeah. whoring, you know. I get you. Yeah, I was gonna say. I mean, at this point, you've done so many projects in so many areas. You've done television and movies, animation, like all this stuff. What do you What do you want to do now? What do you like doing the most? I don't know. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you get time to figure it out. Like, I, I would like there to find out. I have a. a a rich relative I didn't know about who yeah. dies and leaves me a ton of fucking cash. <laughs> um, I, you know, that's kind of like a, a, a question I've been uh, trying to answer my entire life and through tons and tons of therapy because I have, I, you know, most of what I have done has been to put myself into collaborative situations where it's kind of, you know, like, where it's kind of like, well, okay, we're going to get together and we're going to make this show. Okay, we're going to make this show. And I have, I have written some, you know, like I've had pilot stuff and I, you know, that I've, pilots I've written and a sketch comedy show I tried to get made and a screenplay that I had, uh, that I wrote. But I'm not, like, I'm just, I don't have that. I know a lot of people who just have this, like, burning ambition where they can't not be doing something. I can very easily not be doing something, <laughs> yeah. you know? I mean, I can, I'm, I once joked to Jeff Ross, the executive producer on The Conan Show, like a few years in, back in the 90s, we were talking about somebody talking about winning the lottery, and I said, I said, honestly, I think if I won the lottery, you might not see me again. He goes like, oh, oh really? And I said, no, seriously, yeah. <laughs> I really do feel like you might not see me again, because I can be, like, quite happy uh, making dinner, you know, I yeah. like to cook. I like to, I like to hang out with people. I, you know, uh, I, there's lots of leisure activities I could take, yeah. take advantage of. Um, but now, I mean, I got to figure something out and I, and I am, I'm developing some animated things and I, you know, have different ideas, but I've, I've never been, I got terrible ADD and I'm, I'm terrible at sitting down in front of a blank computer screen and filling it up. I, yeah. I need somebody there with me mm -hmm. just in the same way that like, uh, uh you know, I, I've, I've, well, COVID aside, mm -hmm. uh, I've gone to the gym, you know, since the nineties when I could afford to pay someone to meet me at the gym and work out with me. Cause if it's, if there's not someone there that I'll disappoint or have to pay anyway, I won't go to the fucking gym. Yeah. And that's just like, I realized that about me. I need and it's not entirely healthy, you know, that like I need someone else to prop up my reasons for doing something good for me. But, you know, yeah. I'm old. I, I'm used to it. I guess. I mean, honestly, similarly, right before you got here, we had a similar conversation about us two or like in that way where, where it's just kind of with certain aspects. It's like I need somebody to help me here or I'm just going to like kind of just shut it out and yeah. ignore it completely. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think it's it also works out, though, in, in uh, like good uh, collaborative ways then when yes. you need somebody for it, too, because it's somebody to bounce off of. It happened. And I mean, and it's it almost everybody, especially like in comedy or people that I know that, uh, you know, that have done well 
they they are partnered with people like Will Ferrell had Adam McKay, mm-hmm. and they were they worked together and they bounced off each other and they you know and they informed each other's work and now they're kind of like off doing separate things but you know I kind of I mean I had Conan you know I had Conan but we were doing this one thing and it and I like I say I I it, the in the last ten years of doing the Conan show too it's like I had a job. Mm-hmm. I'm like, well, I'm, why if I go home, well, why would I do more work? Yeah. You know? I, I mean, I'll, yeah, I'll like, I don't know, I'll plant something or, you know, like yeah. fix that garage yeah. door yeah. or, you know. No, exactly. We need a new garbage disposal. I'll put one in. Yeah. You know? We talk about before, like, we had a lot of that energy too. I don't want to speak on Eddie's behalf, but of like kind of coming out of like the college environment of, you know, they're like, fuck you, you know, I don't want to do this kind of thing. And then yeah. you realize, you know, Oh man, it was kind of nice having at least a structure to say like "fuck you" within, or like yeah. somebody was like, "Well, you gotta show up on this right, day, right?" That kind of thing, yeah. you know. So, and it's like same with like working out stuff. Like if I could go, if I had a reason to like go down and play like dodgeball at some rec league mm-hmm. or some shit, and then be like, "Oh, I want to find those. I gotta go get that guy stand next week. I'm gonna hit him." <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. like I'd get in shape, but I can't do that because I. What am I gonna go run? That seems like a waste of fucking time. Yeah, yeah. But on a podcast, I'm, I could do that and you know make a burrito anyway. Yeah. I don't have. <laughs> to go run for the shit so no I, I get you there but yeah i don't know i was gonna ask too uh do you do like gardening and stuff or like you do uh, like planting shit i i used to You're i mean putting I, random stuff I, <laughs> <laughs> no i mean I, I you know i got a divorce and i and i uh i i live in a how a rental house now mm-hmm. and uh I, I feel like, I don't own this place. I'm not planting anything. Yeah, yeah. Fuck uh, you. Yeah. Improve your own property. It has, a, it has a nice back. I mean, my daughter will tell me that because, like, um, it has a really nice backyard, and I have a big dog, so that was, like, it worked out great. But the front yard's, like, kind of boring. Yeah. And, the, and around the house, they're kind of these, like, boring. They look, you know, they look like, like wild grass, like some sort of, you know, prairie grass. And yeah. my daughter's like, we should put something better in there, something nicer in there. And I'm like, it's a lot of fucking work Why? and money. Uh, and, you know, <laughs> like, yeah. and I, you know, and I don't think I'm going to be buying this place. I mean, maybe, yeah. but it's like, you know, that's a lot to leave behind. Yeah. Hey, you got to choose a different bonding activity. <laughs> like, do something we can, we can take with you, and it'll preserve yeah. its value for us. Yeah, she's 15, and we're not. You know, we're not. She's not into like. I mean, we actually we we have a lot of fun together, but she's 15, and she's like. It's you know really I didn't want to hang around with me that much yeah you know? I got a younger sister that's like that yeah I feel old. I'm like I'm ten years older than you but like I don't know how to talk to you, <laughs> you know? oh like, yeah yeah come back home so how's the I don't even know what fucking apps people use I'm like I, these kids you know like the goddamn like my sister's like fifteen sixteen shit yeah you're different it's a different world I don't know how to like speak to you yeah, and stuff yeah. but. oh no I my my son's twenty my daughter's fifteen and when I'm around them they talk about things. Where they might as well be like speaking Lithuanian because yeah. I don't know, like I don't know, and they'll show each other videos and like, and it'll be you know something Cardi B is saying about, you know, like, you know, ABC Jim and uh, yeah. they're like, 
You know, like, yeah, he's going back to Paris. Yeah. Fuck that. You know, like, what? Okay. No. I agree. That's a good take. Yeah. <laughs> good. <laughs> Toss my hat in that ring there. Yeah. Your kids have any, like, performing stuff they like doing? Are they song and dance folks or what? No. Uh, I mean, my no, my son's kind of... My son's an artist, and my son's like a—he's a painter. And but I mean, now he hasn't—you know—the the COVID. He hasn't—he he goes to USC. He's, he's in art at USC, and but art school over the internet does not really work oh, out that right. great. That'd so be the it's worst. yeah, it's it's it it was this last semester. He actually took a break this last semester, which I totally you know because it's like first of all, it's like. Tens of thousands of dollars yep. that you're not spending learning about art on the fucking computer, you know, sitting in your home, in your bedroom. Um, but he never was like he actually he worked on plays, but he did tech on plays. He didn't really have a lot of, you know, he, he used to play guitar and he would do, you know, like sort of recitals playing guitar. Mm-hmm. And my daughter's a pretty good actor, but uh, and she was always very much like a performer like when she was a little kid she's like one of those little kids that was just like and she's hilarious and uh but i think when she she just hit like puberty and was like i don't want anyone looking at me for the next six years so uh she's like she's not she hasn't she's a freshman she hasn't tried out for plays yet not that there's been plays to do Mm -hmm. um but she is definitely very much lately she's very much interested in film and like watch it, That's you know. Cool. She's like trying to get me, trying, trying to have me watch like Russian film school kind of movies. Uh-huh. And I'm like, honey, yeah. I, I did that. <laughs> like, can't we just watch a dad movie where yeah. you know somebody shoots up Prague? You know? <laughs> <laughs> That's you know. Um, uh, do you want to get into the the fan questions yeah. we got? We we had a we had a, uh, some Twitter questions All we got right. in as well. You a big social media guy? <laughs> uh, well, I mean, I've been on Twitter for a long time, and I like Twitter. And Twitter is actually, um, you know, I mean, I got friends that I met from Twitter that mm-hmm. are like actual real friends of mine, and yeah. I have people on there that I can that I've had like a years long relationship that I've never met face to face, but mm-hmm. still feel like, you know, there's a real connection and a real. I mean, you know, it's not, obviously it's not like a real real. But it is like there's people I know that I care about what happens to yeah. them, um, and it's fun. I like writing jokes. Yeah. I, you know, something funny occurs to me, and and I, you know, I can I can share it with people and just get kind of that pure enjoyment of telling somebody a funny joke. Yeah. And and I and it's you know, you're you're having a conversation with people. Yeah. Um, it's it, you are actually talking to people. That's the whole. You know, the whole point of the thing is, yeah, you know, yeah. that you are getting some social enrichment. Um, but like Instagram, I don't really. Yeah, I I'm don't never, get it. I, yeah. I mean, I get it, but I don't I don't. It's not like thinking up a joke and kind of like taking a few minutes to really choose the words, you yeah. know, like to really craft a little fucking joke uh-huh. about, you know, being stuck in traffic or whatever. Yeah. Like that's me. But like I'm going to shoot a little video. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nah, it's well, not you know. That's what I loved about Twitter, especially even. Um, I I really love when people also with the joke build on it and are getting really funny in the replies. Like, there's nothing I love more yes. than thinking I put a good joke out and then reading like everyone's being funny under this. Yeah, this rules yeah. too. Yeah, that's such a fun like collaborative thing. Uh, yeah, I, uh, Twitter's probably the one that 
uh, that grabs me the most out of any of them yeah. just because it's it's so fun to just like just have a random thought and be like I think this will just be fun to put out there yeah. and just have mm-hmm. you know dumb shit to say and there's also there's a kind of per you know if you the kind of person that I am which is somebody that does that like thinks in terms of jokes and kind of always has I've always like been saying funny stuff to the person sitting next to me in church or whatever and you can tell a lot like like there'll be like somebody that I've never even met before and I'll see something you know they'll say something that's like that's a good that's a good weird joke Mm -hmm. and then you can look at their thing and go like oh I I know kind of know who this person is you know like I understand this person there's like a, a kinship you know and and it's usually pretty true, you know. Mm-hmm. It's like usually it's like, yeah, this this person is. I can tell in just a few little beats that this person is funny, and then they, you know, like yeah, yeah they're pretty yeah. funny, you I know. Like I know what you're saying. Like if if they bother you, like you can find this information from their profile, and like track them down, and like attack them is what you're saying. That's what I'm saying. You know, like oh that that's kid, what I'm like, he goes to Jamestown High School. <laughs> that's I, right. I can find that. That's right. That's right. I, I got, got a got... We- I got a week off. I can. I can. <laughs> I can travel. I think one thing I love about it too is that there's a lot of people that maybe aren't interested in performing, but were always maybe meant to be a really funny writer. Yeah. And they can just get like a ton of, uh, I guess not like attention is the goal for it, right, but at least right. some recognition for just right. being funny mm-hmm. online. That's a whole thing now is just being a funny person on Twitter. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, a whole goddamn career around that. Yeah. At this point. Yeah. No, lots of people. There are a lot of, I mean, a lot of people who started tweeting and now they're writing you know and That's directing wild. or whatever yeah. Yeah. just unintentional like little here's my there's, there's a ton of people there's kind of a whole like path for that now mm-hmm. is yeah is 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 having a, a good twitter account and getting a job on a comedy show there's yeah. a lot of people i, yeah. I love like That's that weird twitter's been really good for women that way especially uh, in comedy where there's a lot of women that th- that was their you know they're like Entree into actually being professionally funny, mm-hmm. and in a in an industry that's not particularly welcoming to them. So you know, well, it feels yeah. like it levels the playing field. Like anyone can have you know in that character limit say a funny thing. Yeah, yeah. you know, yeah. boom, yeah, that's the bar for entry. That's awesome. All right, so anyway, here's preguntas. That means English. Or Hi, that means English. That means uh, questions. Uh huh. We English. we always uh, we always just make sure people are aware, <laughs> even though we say it every week. About a hundred of these, and we just want you know someone's gonna miss it. So, it so means, yeah, it's questions. So, someone day. could always be new and also dumb. Right. So we yeah, gotta cater right. to them. The big two, you know how it is. <laughs> well, they should be able to tell by the rising inflection at the end of the statement. The they should. Yeah. You got. I'm not. I'm sick of walking you fuckers through this. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Look it up. Anyway, here's one. Uh, at some lefty fucker says, uh, "What's a weird thing that you ate when you were a kid?" Weird. You have like mm. a dish, a meal. A weird thing that I ate when I was a kid. Yeah. Do you guys ever do? Uh, do you have any siblings? Yeah. Do you ever do uh, weird like food combination challenges things? Sometimes if my parents were gone, we'd go like, "We're making a combination dessert. Grab yeah. everything and just smash it together." My kids, my kids used to do that. I don't remember ever doing that with my brother. Um, and like the weird things that I would eat as a kid would be like. Uh, <laughs> like just like sad little fat boy things like you know three slices of bread with butter yeah. you know <laughs> and then my grandmother who was like such a fucking facilitator my, the, like my grandmother once took me because my mom got divorced we moved back into my grandparents house and my, my uh, grandma told my mom like I can't spend my days taking care of your son 
you have to put him into a, a, a nursery school. That's what they called them then. Yeah. So my mom went to the trouble to put me in a nursery school. And then like almost, and I hated it. And almost every day my grandma was like, well, just stay home with me. Or yeah. just come with me. Like <laughs> yeah. she wanted me around, but uh-huh. she just had to be mean to my mom about it. Mm-hmm. But she took me once to Marshall Fields department store and just like shopping. And then we went in for like just a snack and I had a hot fudge sundae. And, uh, <laughs> As after I finished it, she went, does that taste like more? <laughs> <laughs> and I was I like, that. and I was probably, oh, well, fuck, I was probably like six or something. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, okay. Yeah. But, you know, and like, I obviously remember that. And like, no, I should not. Yeah. You shouldn't allow that. That's yeah. like, one is maybe more than what the kid should have been yeah eating, you know yeah especially i mean i'm sure i did do you remember getting sick at all after that because i feel like <laughs> no, that's I think, why no i mean no in the fucking midwest you know it's like just dude it is power yeah eat, you know <laughs> and and well but she used to say like oh look at this poor boy he's so hungry he's just eating bread and butter and yeah. it's like no that's actually there's some psychological problem going on here grandma (laughs) maybe we should think about it i was my mom always used to make like i mean i love my mom she makes good stuff but she had such shitty snacks and one of the things that she'd make all the time was called chocolate haystacks and it was just like pretzels it was literally raw oats unground and like and melted semi-sweet dark chocolate chips (laughs) and that she just put it in a pot and heated up in a stove and she here chocolate haystacks didn't you say you love chocolate haystacks? Okay, I did, but they objectively sound gross. I, I got to defend your mom here because she's probably, if she's listening, she's going, you like them. That's yeah. fair. I had to thank my mom. She should have mom. baked the oats first. She should have baked them at least. She should have baked the oats first. That Toss was... them in a little bit of melted butter and bake them and then do your chocolate haystacks. Oh, we didn't put butter and stuff. That's okay, too unhealthy. You okay. have to do like canola oil. Okay, at, that's fine. At worst. Fine. My, my mom will still to this day, she grinds her own wheat berries to, to bake bread every week. That's how like OG she is. She's like, she made a big investment about like 15 years ago. She's like, I'm going to get this big Nutramil like wheat grinder and we're going to do all of our like oats and stuff. Like, so she will, she goes to a buying club every month where it goes to, it's like in a Baptist church parking lot uh-huh. and then herself and a bunch of other like moms who homeschool people Fucking and weirdos stuff. <laughs> yeah. go out there. like every one of kind of like Dwight's family members from the office mm-hmm. like go to this buying club once a month and they will buy like organic shit wholesale and she'll come home with like 50 pound bags of wheat berries and be like all right we're grinding them up you know and does it really save that much money I mean it probably saves her two bucks a month Ugh. and she, so much trouble and I try to sit her down I was like mom there's a concept I learned in economics called opportunity cost <laughs> <laughs> and we gotta just calibrate a little bit here on yeah, some mom, of this stuff you gotta put a price on your labor yeah you know? I was like I don't think we need this barbecue sauce packet from 2008 anymore okay we can just go get a different one I mean well I do understand like I do like making my own stuff and yeah. I and I was actually just talking to my daughter today cause uh uh, I like to fish, and and like she's like, it's really exciting to catch something and then eat it. I was like, <laughs> yeah, it yeah, sure is, you know. Like That's it's great. like, and because I, I don't, we were talking about trophy fishing versus, and I don't like to trophy fish, mm-hmm. but man, I love catching something yeah. and then frying it up, you know. Some it's the it's the stuff. truest form of doing it, you yeah. know. It's it's the it's, it's the classic way, basic, basic. Yeah. Oh, when my when my son was little, he was really into aquariums and. And, uh, and when we started taking them to like Long Beach or we would even go up to Monterey, which is an amazing aquarium. 
And he always would be like, it, like going to the aquarium would make him hungry for fish. <laughs> and I always, just, I always like, it was so, it's like a little bear or something, yeah. you know? Like, man, I want to eat those. That's great. What do you usually whip up at home? Oh, I, uh, lots of stuff. I, um, uh, you know, I like, well, I just, uh, I just made a big pot of my own, uh, ranchera sauce. I saw a, a, a recipe for uh, homemade ranchera sauce and made a huge batch. And then, you, you know, you freeze some and I sent some, uh, you know, home with my daughter at the other house so they could have it. And, uh, and I made some uh, chicken enchiladas. I boiled up a chicken and, and uh and, and made some chicken enchiladas last night Damn. and um i gotta cook more it's yeah. it's it's really fun and it's really it's like um it's like building something but you know it's just, it's like it really it's like building a table and you get to use the table and it's the same thing it's like you build this thing and then you get to eat it you know yeah i gotta separate the building from the the ephemeral nature of meals to me is just such a bummer which is so against the like it's like i will work for hours on this and then it's gone yeah it's such an unhealthy mindset yeah you know? that's that was a barrier and I'm, I'm not good at cooking my, my girlfriend's yeah. like really really good at it yeah but the thing is i know when she makes something great that's not what i'm thinking in my head i'm not like oh it's gone i keep it as a memory always and i'm like yeah, i yeah. love that thing please make it again but then when i think of making my own stuff i think it's because i'm not good at it yet so yeah. then the thought is like oh well then it'll be a, but it's not a waste it's a skill you work on no if it if you're good if you're good at it too, it can be really fun to just like, you know, just wing it. Just mm -hmm. like make, you know, like just make spaghetti sauce. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, like make a make a marinara, just like, and or make a soup and just like, yeah, I'm gonna throw some kale in here. You know, uh, or just like, you know, the other day I, I did like a, a fridge cleaning meal. You yeah. know, I had like some, just like mushrooms and some onions and some asparagus and i just and i got a couple of little pork chops and you know cooked them all in a you know with some white wine and a in a skillet and one skillet and it's it was fucking great see it's that like, sounds great yeah you and put some music on and it's cook fun or? uh no i this i i had baseball on it's baseball season mm, so i, I get you. put the games on because I, I follow the cubs and the dodgers so oh that's, that's cool that's usually enough. That's, yeah. you know, that's, that's like uh, six fucking hours of baseball most days, you yeah. know. I had mentioned around a group, uh, I, I was mistaken in thinking how common like Wrigley Field knowledge was for everyone. Yeah, yeah. And I surprised a whole group of people when we had a bonfire and nobody knew about the, the pee trough that everyone has to stand <laughs> yeah, on. Yeah. Where I was like, wait a minute. So the rest of you guys didn't have to just see a bunch of old man penises yeah, peeing yeah. in the, in the also, trough together. And also when you're little, like having to pee so bad and just not being able to do it. Yep. And it's the only place you're going to get to pee. So I'm like, you know. I can't do for, it. For people who are unaware, I believe they changed it now. They did a lot of updates. I, I think they did a lot actually, of updates to Wrigley. I'm actually going Friday. Uh, I'm going back. I'm going to Chicago on Thursday, and we're going to the game on Friday. I'm going to be uh, in Chicago on Saturday. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Um, I was actually going to go to the Saturday game, but it didn't mix with everybody's schedule. But yeah, I yeah. think they had made a bunch of updates. But for people that don't know, the the bath, all of the urinals at Wrigley Field were just like a trough that you'd stand around. It was yeah. in the center. Of, most of it was in the center center of the bathroom right so you just kind of like stand around and there's like a little wall no there was there were the troughs were along the wall and they were right. stainless steel just a big stainless steel trough that you peed into and then water trickled down the in the center there was a round sink that that's you would what wash i was thinking of and oh. it was a sink that you would step on i think you would step on something 
and then water would come out like it was like a sprinkler head all the way around so it was like just one row of of spouts and it would spray down into then another trough mm. and you could step on it and wash on this lever on the bottom and wash your hands contact free mm, i was combining um, the two things yeah yeah childhood no, trauma because, yeah. <laughs> well, because it does seem like yeah pee in the round thing yeah. in the middle too you know because they are both troughs yeah. yeah 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 i used to have that at the old metrodome i go to twins games all the time because we were like an hour and a half from there even uh -huh. though i was in wisconsin and shit and it's just i can't pee like that i'm so fucking are you from wisconsin or iowa i'm from wisconsin oh okay but we were about an hour and a half across the border to minnesota so I it's see. like you know twins wild all that yeah stuff. yeah so yeah getting gut wrench for the vikings every year like it's yeah it's yeah. a seasonal thing but yeah yeah you know how it is i uh that was just such an experience i feel like especially going to baseball games as a kid would introduce me to like um like grown man life that i had never mm -hmm. seen before it was just such an experience always to be like i think this is where i'm headed but i'm so confused <laughs> yeah, by this yeah, world yeah, yeah, i have yeah. no idea it's like yeah. when am i gonna start wearing a belt and liking beer and shit like <laughs> yeah <that? laughs> yeah when am i gonna be angry all the time yeah. <laughs> um, anyway uh so that's about it probably yeah okay <clears throat> I'm gonna go. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, you that, can get, yeah, that's you can fine. Get out of here. Yeah, get the hat. That's take your trash with you. Take the trash. Take with the you. trash, please. It's not trash. I'm still drinking. It's trash. That's trash to me. <laughs>